To remind pet owners that Progressive covers pets in our auto policy at no extra charge, we're making a really cute pet-themed radio commercial. Hear that snoring? Two sleeping puppies. Oh, they're awake! And they're heading over to that cute chubby baby that's just sitting there. What? Oh, now they're licking his face. Words will never do this justice. You'll just have to picture it. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, North Stream, good morning, this, Eagle Eyes on Tech, I am Eagle Falcon. We've made it. We're now officially one month into 2021, and uh, there's signs of improvement? Question mark? I don't know. Optimist, optimist. We're going to say optimistic, because if I am just another person speaking doom and gloom it makes me no different than the freaking verge that being said though uh nzxt man that's a story that exploded quickly so last week we talked about their h1 pc case very briefly about how there is a fire risk in regards to, um, I actually don't remember how much we actually spoke. I don't know how much information was available when we went live about it. But between when we talked about it on Saturday and when the podcast went up on Monday. A lot got revealed. This was definitely turned out to be a story that uh, NZXT just tried to sweep under the rug. Tried to make as... Go away now, please. As possible. And really, Gamers Nexus, the tech review channel on YouTube, they kind of led... They They... They definitely led the push to have NZXT seriously address what was going on. So basically, the story started with just like there is a fire risk on a number of these H1 PC cases. No one was for sure why. And then eventually, it was suspected that the PCI riser cable was at fault and so NZXT was just shipping out nylon screws that helped prevent the problem. I think that's where we left, and I didn't have a full grasp as to what was going on yet. It was just something that crossed my radar at the last minute, I think. Since then, however, uh, Gamers Nexus straight up just called out NZXT on just ignoring the report that Gamers Nexus sent to NZXT and then tried to sweep Gamers Nexus's research under the rug and try to pass off as a non-issue. Since then, Gamers Nexus put out a video that blasted 
NZXT for their behavior and also showed in great detail what was wrong. So, let's start from the beginning. The H1 case is a unique product in the fact that when you order this particular computer case, you get more than just a steel, metal, glass, plastic box that you put your components in. Inside the H1 PC case is a power supply, an all-in-one CPU cooler that is specifically fitted for the case. This is because of the small form factor of it. You can just put in your mini ITX case, your your board, and you basically just have this all-in-one cooler already mounted in it, and all you got to do is just hook it up to the CPU, and you're good to go. You don't have to worry about, will my solution fit? Will the -the in-the-box solution fit? Because the tolerances are so tight, the H1 comes with this cooler. In addition to that, because of the size of the case, it includes a PCI Express riser cable. So you just hook up this cable, and then it mounts into another section of the case where your graphic card sits separate from the rest of the motherboard. Normally, when you hook up a graphics card to a PC, it sits in a slot and basically is perpendicular to the board. Your board lays flat. The the GPU plugs directly into it. In the case of this case, (laughs) the board sits on one side of this divider, and this riser cable allows the GPU to sit on the opposite side of the board. It gives a very unique look to it. This riser cable, however, is the problem. You see, the riser cable is very simple. It's a PCI Express plug on one end, which then terminates into cables... The cables, which look very nice, by the way, bend and loop around and then terminate into a printed circuit board, which then has the PCI Express slot on that circuit board. That circuit board then screws into the case. Normally, when you have a printed circuit board, that's PCB for those who don't know, screw into anything you need to make sure of a couple of things one where the screw goes is properly coated and that where it's screwing into is grounded the pcb in this case on every single h1 case is not coated properly In fact, I actually do recommend checking out the Gamers Nexus video or the Jay's Two Cents video, because Jay's Two Cents did get on top of this as well. Or just watch them both. They're both great tech YouTubers. I'm more of a Jay's Two Cents fan. But that's also because I prefer his style over Gamers Nexus. But I digress. 
because it's not coded correctly, every time you screw and unscrew, it eats away at the board. And you're thinking, oh, that's why. Oh, no. This gets worse because there's a plane in the board that sends 12 volts. So if the screw eats away at enough of the board, as in if you ever decide to upgrade, you got to unscrew the, you got to unscrew the panel, then take it out, un- unplug your old GPU, plug in the new one, then screw it back in. You've now just sent 12 volts to the grounding of the case. Which then means that voltage is now surging through places on the case where it shouldn't, which then causes the plastic parts of the case to catch fire. All because some screw holes were not coded. Slow freaking clap. You know what the worst part is? It's not really NZXT's fault. It's the fault of whoever the heck made the PCI Express riser cable. Which in this case, if I remember correctly, was made by a company called Winning. Which brings another bit of irony to this. Congratulations! You win! You win a heater! Look at all that heat! In the form of fire. So yeah, NZXT has stopped, has, is no longer selling the H1PC case and is currently performing an actual real recall, at least as far as I'm aware, and new riser cables will be shipped out because nylon screws are not really a fix because they're still going to eat away at the defective PCB. And thus concludes the story Of the NZXT H1 PC case. And I'm still not going to lie. I still wish the ports for this case were on the top. I'm telling you, if they just flipped this whole thing upside down, had the ports on the top and just had like a cover over them, that would have been like, to me, the perfect case for making a gaming PC console or as it's or, or as a lot of people call it like a LAN box a LAN party PC it's still part of my plan man I want to go ahead and have a freaking small gaming PC and when I'm not using it just shelf it it'd be perfect but that's all my plans down the road and it's a shame because I was looking at this and it's just not an option now, especially since it catches fire. So time will tell how things go for that. 
I would love to see NZXT make a sequel to that case. I really would, even though it's still a current case. Speaking of recalls, Corsair is issuing some recalls for their HX1200 and HX1200i power supplies. They're saying that the issue is not because they are bursting into flames or anything like that, but it is something in regards to the efficiency and compatibility issues with certain motherboards. Corsair, however, didn't go into finer details, but, you know, since we're on the topic of recalls, if you have an HX1200, good idea to take part advantage of the recall. Here's another thought for you guys. Power supplies that at about the midpoint of the virus, TM, we started seeing a massive shortage of power supplies. Do you think that has anything to do with it? Do you think Corsair's rush to get back to to spec to get back up to meet demand led to this bad batch? How many more manufacturers do you think have bad batches out there because they tried to keep up with demand? After they fell behind thanks to the virus. There's a good question for you. Now isn't there? But I guess we'll find out. Down the road. With no good segue. I introduce you to. The most inevitable. Headline in all of time. Google closes Stadia's dedicated game studio after less than two years. No, Stadia is not dead yet. I personally am surprised it's lasted this long, considering the fact that Google Stadia has been dead to the world since day seven. But uh, apparently, Google Stadia did have an internal game studio. The goal was to make first-party games for Stadia then that would help boost the platform. Unfortunately, uh, Google realized that making first-party game hard and thus... Well, they just decided it's it's time to it's time to stop. And so the dream of first party Google Stadia games is gone. What I really want to know though is how long until the Google Stadia negative latency department is terminated after realizing that no, they cannot break the the space-time continuum. They're still trying. Still a bad idea, but ooh, they trying. Woo. Good luck with that, Google. Good luck. No, that's not a real department. But yes, Google did try to say that they were going to try and make negative latency. Just like Huawei said they were going to try and make their own operating system 
But much like negative latency, they really didn't. We finally got a look at Huawei's Harmony OS. The replacement to Android that Huawei was so proud of after, well, Google was urged by the previous administration to not deal with Huawei because Huawei looked pretty sketch. And then at the time we were just like, oh, you're paranoid. And then Huawei started looking more and more sketch. And then we were like, okay, we still think you're you're a dick, but you might be onto something. I'd say that pretty much that pretty accurately sums up our uh our relationship with Huawei. Well, Huawei's big mouth revealed that Harmony OS is in fact a slightly modified version of open source android (laughs) will you look at that the chinese company that's accused of just making up everything of just copying everyone else and tweaking it slightly just went ahead and took android and tweaked it slightly. Could Huawei have given in to Chinese knockoff stereotypes any harder with this? That's really all Harmony OS is. It's just a knockoff. I mean, at least in this case, it's closer to the real thing just because it is. It's based off open source Android. So, I mean, at least it's got that going for it, but holy cow. I'm not going to lie. This story amuses me way, way more than it absolutely should. Just because it literally is just, it's, it's literally just Android. Yeah, well, what can you do? Well, in the case of Australia, all you're going to be able to do is just embrace the fact that, uh, well, Microsoft is going to have a dominant search result share in uh, in Australia with Bing. Because while Google and Australia are kind of glaring at each other very angrily, in regards to the admittedly flawed logic of the link tax and Google being such a big titan that they feel they can browbeat Australia into not passing their flawed law. Microsoft is going like, hey, you know, you should totally pass that law because then everyone will have to use Bing. Uh... Uh, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing weird about that at all, man. I do not envy our friends over in Australia. I do not envy them at all. First spiders with, with health bars and now being forced to use Bing. 
it's bad enough that that living in Australia is very close to living in Grand Pulse from Final Fantasy 13, where everything out there is out to end everything. But now you have Google Bing. Oh yeah, and the spiders can fly, as someone in the chat just mentioned. Because why not? I also just want to point out we're using we're using a. Uh, uh, an article from Reuters. I don't know what the heck is happening, but they have a video that's autoplaying about some some sort of conflict in the Middle East, and and these and these videos and imagery of uh, of bazookas and Humvees shooting at each other greatly conflicts with with the story of uh, yeah you might, yeah Australia might just have to use Bing. It is very jarring. I don't know what the heck's going on at Reuters, but this is very very. Uh, you you need to do a better job with your autoplaying here. We're just going to shift gears radically and uh, talk about how India is looking to ban all cryptocurrency. You see, you see, India has looked at the great push uh, that 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 the almighty Elon Musk is doing to make Dogecoin the one true currency for all, which is really dumb. We'll get to that in a second. And India is getting one step ahead of the game. We're going to ban the Dogecoin and other cryptocurrencies that have a greater chance of being successful and just ban them all. Ban all the crypto. I can't really blame India. The whole prospect of cryptocurrencies is you want a challenge. Here's a challenge for you, the listener. Explain cryptocurrencies to your grandparents or parents, whichever, whichever is, whichever you have better access to. Expl- go ahead. Th- there is my challenge to the world. Explain cryptocurrencies to your parents or grandparents or both. Good luck, by the way. Speaking of cryptocurrencies, though, Bitcoin has broke 40 grand again. Neat. But yeah, like I said, good luck. But yeah, let's talk about Dogecoin for a second. Dogecoin is a weird one because everyone right now is going Dogecoin to the moon. Dogecoin's going to go. Oh my God. Do you want to know what the deal is with Dogecoin? I talked about this in great detail on an early bird briefing. Granted, very quickly. But here's the thing. Dogecoin has a 0% chance of going anywhere reliably. Even though right now it looks like it. Here's the thing. Normally with any cryptocurrency, the supply of the currency is based directly on how much is mined. You can mine cryptocurrency in a number of various ways, but basically each one of them varies. Bitcoin does it in one specific way. That's why that 
specific units that are built solely for the purpose of mining it exist. But other ones like Ethereum is more general based and it's better to do that with GPUs. Some cryptocurrency is done with uh, using hard drives, CPUs. There's all different kinds of ways to do it. But generally, as the supply of cryptocurrencies get larger, as more and more of the currency is mined and is out there in in the wild, the harder it gets to mine it to the point where it is literally impossible. So even though you could theoretically just keep mining Bitcoin, there is still eventually going to be a finite amount of Bitcoin. The same thing with Ethereum and almost every other cryptocurrency out there. Dogecoin doesn't do that. Dogecoin is mined in the exact same way as Litecoin. Except there is an there is a potentially infinite amount of Dogecoin in the world. Because there is never a cap on Dogecoin. Which is why it is a joke. It is why it's a meme. The only reason, literally the only reason that Dogecoin has a value of more than a penny is because everyone saw how saw the success that Wall Street bets on Reddit had and is trying to use that hype to push Dogecoin. In fact, it peaked at roughly 7 cents. I'm trying to find it right now. According to this, 7.7 cents is the peak. Right now, at the time of recording this, Dogecoin is surging back up from 4 cents to 5 cents. But before all this, Dogecoin would maybe hit a cent. That's it. But the thing is, is that it's never going to be successful because literally the supply is infinite. So, for example, in the U.S. right now, there is a concern of inflation because we are just going to be going ahead and printing off money and sending everyone checks. This increases the money supply and thus because there's more money it makes everything start to cost more. This is the effect of inflation. Because Dogecoin, literally, not figuratively, but literally anyone can just keep printing Dogecoin by just mining it forever. No matter how much you try to have a Reddit machine go and hype up the value, it is eventually going to be worth Nothing. Because literally anyone can just mine it. And the only cost of them is just the electricity to power the mining gear. And that's it. So no, 
It doesn't matter how much Elon Musk memes around and says, Oh my God, dude's going to the moon. Woo! It is a currency that is doomed to failure. I'm just going to tell you this right now. If you have Dogecoin, wait for it to hit. And I should also say I'm not a financial expert, yada, yada, yada. I am just a... I, I am just a podcaster, a tech enthusiast, entertainer on Twitch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Take whatever I say with a grain of salt, all that legalese and whatnot. But if it were me and I had Dogecoin right now, I would sell it at six cents. I would wait for the next peak and bail. If it dips again down to like to like three or two cents, I would maybe buy 20 bucks and then wait for it to, to peak back up to four or five. Just do very quick trades as long as it continues to be unstable because it keeps fluxing between, between three and five cents. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Unfortunately, I can't find an app I trust that will let me trade in that sort of stuff. So this is a, this is a game I have not been in at all. If you are in this game, you go for it, be smart. I want no part of it. That's just me. Oh, by the way, if you are wondering what the heck is going on with Wall Street bets and GameStop, um it's basically over. Currently, the GameStop stock is selling at $63.77. This is down from the... How long ago was one Was one week ago? One week ago when we were talking about it was at... Wow, this, this graph is like really bad. It was at about it was at just under 300ish. So it's plummeted. The and again, I am not a marketing expert at all. But from what I can see in this, one of two things happened. Either A, a ton of people went and sold off their stock, which seems very unlikely. The scene is how how prevalent the diamond hands hold the line meme was or these hedge fund places saw a dip and took that 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 moment right there to get out of their short position. I think the short I believe that um, the stock is no longer being shorted, but I don't know how to check on that. I think this whole thing with the Wall Street bets is now over until Wall Street bets finds another hedge fund that decided to go ahead and short over 100% of the available stocks on a company. Which, let's be honest, would you go ahead and take that risk after seeing Wall Street bets successfully short squeeze another fund no no you wouldn't we're gonna take a break here when we come back 
what the heck is going on with the consoles and the GPUs? Why is there still such a shortage? Hello, this is your apartment. I need some favors from you. Your cat keeps rubbing against the kitchen island and I can't return the favor. Can you give her extra pets for me? After that, could you bundle your renters and car insurance with Geico? We could save money and it's easy to do online. And one last thing. Could you leave the TV on during the day? I need to catch up on my soaps. Geico. For bundling made easy, go to geico.com today. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you engineered to a higher standard the human standard the new 2021 lexus ls experience amazing at your lexus dealer welcome back eagle eyes on tech i'm eagle falcon so here's a fun one for you Right? We're now getting close to two months of this shortage of pretty much anything gaming related. The PS5 and the Xbox Series X and Series S. Why the heck did Microsoft stick with that name? Oh, God, it makes no sense. I hate it so much. I digress. There is, it's still near impossible to get one. And in fact, this is the one time, literally the one time that it turned out that pre-ordering these consoles was the correct move. Because you want it after the fact, it is nigh impossible without paying an absurd markup thanks to the scalping bots. But part of it is also that demand cannot be met. This is the same sort of thing that we notice with the AMD GPUs, the RX 6000 series, the AMD 5000 series CPUs also have been meeting up demand, and of course, the NVIDIA RTX 3000 series there is a clear chip shortage that these manufacturers just are not keeping up with demand and then of course the scalpers creating an artificial demand is not helping anything either but we did something interesting during the break because i asked an interesting question you can't get these parts for a desktop what about a laptop the rtx 3000 series gpus did recently come out now the cpus being available that's no surprise intel has not been suffering from these problems mostly because nobody wants an intel powered anything boom got them but the gpus are still in 
demand. And currently right now, the manufacturing process is trying to crank out the desktop GPUs for both gamers, general consumers, and for the enterprise markets. However, go to a website right now, try to build a gaming laptop. Don't buy it. I mean, you can buy it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not your dad. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But I'm saying if you do this exercise, you don't have to buy it. But look at what the estimated delivery time is. You should expect a couple of weeks, unless you're across the pond, then things are going to get wonky based on where you're getting it from and customs and all that jazz. One thing I noticed, the delivery times seemed correct. So for whatever reason... Demand is being met for laptops. Now, part of it is just gaming laptops are expensive and, well, why spend 3000 on a gaming laptop when you can have twice as much performance for the same amount of money in a desktop? There is always that question. But here's the thing. Why is it that they're able to make the mobile GPUs to meet what demand there is, but not the desktop ones? Does this mean, it means one of two things. Either A, in the case of NVIDIA, Samsung just went ahead made a whole bunch of these gaming laptop GPUs so that demand could be met and then just let the demand of the gaming desktop GPUs slip even further. Or, and I think this might be more likely, or, in the case of NVIDIA, they went with a different manufacturer there have been rumors that NVIDIA was considering going back to TSMC because there was some kind of manufacturing problem with Samsung is it possible that the mobile version of the RTX 3000 series is constructed on a radically different process. There's the interesting question to ask. And I got a feeling we're not going to get an answer. The other question I have to ask, if the mobile GPUs are easily accessible... 
how long until some raving lunatic goes ahead and makes an MXM adapter for a for a desktop PCI Express slot? MXM, for those who don't know, that's the standard that is like half sometimes applied and half sometimes not applied to gaming laptops where it's just a big slot. The card just like pops in there and then they put their custom cooler on top of it. How long until someone just makes an adapter of MXM to PCI Express and then puts their blower their blower style cooler on top of that? Probably never, but I think that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, speaking of the whole interesting proposition of just switching their production, NVIDIA plans on switching from Samsung to TSMC, AMD is rumored to be outsourcing their chip production to Samsung. Why does this feel like musical chairs? Pretty soon, every single freaking CPU and GPU manufacturer is going to be sitting in everyone else's chair. We're going to have no idea who's where. Oh, my God. This is... Maybe this just happens all the time and we just never notice because we have not seen a production issue like this in a long, long time. But holy cow. We're just you're just going everywhere. Everyone's going any everywhere. Well, good luck with that. We have a leak from Gigabyte of an Radeon RX 6700 XT, a mythical GPU that has been registered with the EEC and will be the step-down version of the RX 6800. But it's okay. It'll have 12 gigabytes of video memory and will also bake you a pie when it decides to actually exist. Nobody knows if uh, if they'll be able to do that because literally no one other than basically a dozen tech YouTubers are ever going to get their hands on this card because it might as well not exist. One thing I'd like to point out about the rendering that uh, Hexus has here. The rendering of this GPU seems to show the middle fan under the other two. Am I the only one that's kind of perplexed by this? What happens if they warp a little bit? Will the fans start eating into each other? I'm more concerned about this than I should be. And I probably shouldn't care nearly as much. NVIDIA is going to be requiring laptop makers to be much more transparent about the specs of the RTX 30 series GPUs, requiring the manufacturer's show... such specifications as the clock speed as well as if other features are present 
such as Whisper Mode 2, Dynamic Boost, and all these other things that nobody actually really cares about. But honestly, the fact that the power consumption and the clock speed are going to be present on all of these, I think is a very good thing. Because you, can, you can't even begin to understand my frustration when it comes to the first time we had to figure out the difference between a core i3, i5, and i7. I want you to think about that for a second. Remember when they first came out with, the, with that naming scheme out of uh, Intel? And they're just like, oh, an i7 is always a quad core. That's going to be amazing. And then you find a little 12-inch laptop that has an i7, and you find out it's clocked in at 1.3 gigahertz. Heck, heck, here's actually a good one. Like, and you clear it off first. I am holding in my hand in a second here a uh, Lenovo ThinkPad X1 tablet. It is rocking inside it an Intel Core i7 V Pro 7th generation CPU. That sounds pretty powerful, right? In a tablet? What's the catch? <gasps> oh, what's the catch indeed? Well, first off, it's a tablet. Second, there's no cooling. And third... Assuming I can power the thing up, because I actually don't remember what the, spe what the specific specs are in this tablet... I actually don't remember if this if this uh, i7 is a quad core or not. There we go. The actual CPU rocks at the blistering speed of 1.3 gigahertz. That's it. So if you just go ahead and see, oh, i7, it must be good. Well, you'd be greatly disappointed to find out that, well, it's not. It's just 1.3 gigahertz. In fact, actually, it gets even more interesting because I actually am not sure if this particular CPU is quad core or dual core it is dual core dual core before threads and it can max turbo up to 3.6 gigahertz but it's only for short term bursts and because there's no fan in it those short term bursts are going to be super super short but hey it's 7 watts so yeah, NVIDIA going ahead with this, I strongly approve of because more info is more better. -er. We're going to take a break here when we come back.
the real way that the new M1 Max are going to be gaming rigs. Full-blown, for realsies, gaming rigs. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. All right, so you want to know how M1 Max are going to be a real, true gaming rig? Well, GeForce Now is now available on Apple Silicon-based Macs in beta. That's how we're going to do it. We're just going to cloud game our way over there. Maybe that's how we're just going to do everything on an M1 Mac. Just go get a real Mac with a real processor in it, and then just use the ARM one and just remote in using your freaking 2-watt system and just do it all remotely. We really are just, like, getting closer and closer to that sort of reality where we're just using terminals, getting into a... And just remoting into a computer that can do real compute. And this just gets us one step closer to that, at least in the Mac world. I find it kind of amusing just on the grounds that, well, all our tests show that the M1 is actually a very capable machine. Very powerful, very efficient. You know, except the part where, you know, nothing is supported on it. But I digress. There you go. You can get GeForce Now on your Mac, even though GeForce Now has no games because no one wants NVIDIA to have any fun. No fun allowed in the NVIDIA world. Apple is rumored to be making a dual 8K VR headset. Oh, boy. The actual headset is rumored to use two 8K OLED displays inside the headset. A dedicated Apple Silicon chip built into the headset. So it is going to be standalone. Does not need a separate computer. And will cost up to three thousand dollars here's my concern here's my concern all right i have a feeling if this is true 
that there's going to be a whole lot of manipulation to make this number technically true. Like it's going to render at 1080 and then upscale it and then upscale it again. So it's like, see, it's 8K. Look at the detail. Thanks to our machine learning algorithm AI TM. Ness. But we did it. It's all there. No PC required doing any sort of real work. And it all looks great because of the AI machine cloud learning TM. You know I'm right too. They're going to buzzword their way out of this. They're going to buzzword their way into saying dual 8K and all done by this little M2 or whatever the heck they're going to be throwing in there. And of course, it's going to force everyone else to stoop down to this level rather than trying to get get it done correctly, having a metric ton of compute on the side and doing it correctly. They are instead going to try and put a mini computer in there and shortcut their way into doing it right. I'm going to hate this. I am going to hate this so much. I can already tell. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. I hope I am. Apple and Hyundai are going to be, are supposedly close to building an autonomous Apple car. Holy cow. These rumors. These rumors are getting... So strong. Someone in the chat asked, I never fully understood 8K, 4K and 8K because the humor can't see all the, all the colors produced by it. There's the other question too. Let's assume for a second this headset is 8K capable. Would there be any difference between 4K and 8K at that distance. My phone is going absolutely nuts and I'm not sure why. Holy cow, it will not shut up. Jeez, anyway. I actually don't know if the if you would be able to see 4k that close-up or not or is there some other kind of i don't know because there's the thing right i i'm i'm currently holding here my new phone because my old phone decided that having a cellular modem was for suckers yeah i finally switched phones but by the way my, my s10 just decided one day that uh making calls out sucks and after three hours of restarting resetting the factory original backing up content of course not all done in this order i finally just caved in and just said all right it finally went which is a shame because it was only two years old and i'm currently holding in my hand a s21 ultra 
The resolution this sucker runs at right now is some stupid high number. It is currently running at at twenty at twenty four hundred by eight by ten eighty. All right, so it's running at ten eighty p. If I turn it down to seven twenty. I can kind of, and it's not going to translate over the camera I have here live because my camera is only 720p, but I can kind of see a little bit of the detail lost in like the default background in the back. So if I go ahead and turn it back up to 1080, which I've now lost track of it, I'll get that back. But if I turn it all the way up to the top, which is 1440, it's very, very difficult to see that difference. Like, you really can't. I actually did legitimately. There it is. But if I turn it all the way up to 1440, it looks exactly the same as it was at 1080. But again, this is a, this is a, this is a, it's a phone screen. All right. So how much difference are you going to get in there? I did notice, however, side by side, this phone compared to my old phone. There was a color difference. The colors on this, on this Ultra were more saturated. Running the only game that I run on my phone side by side with the other one. There was definitely a more blue, blue on the Ultra that was on the old one. But my point is, I do actually wonder if you would notice the difference between 4K and 8K on it. I am willing to bet you will notice the difference between uh, 1080 and upscaled to 4K or 8K. Especially if that little arm chip had to do 720 first and then upscale and upscale and upscale and upscale. But only time will tell. But yeah, uh, rumors about Apple and Hyundai building autonomous cars. We are hearing more and more and more of it. And these rumors are so excited for this that they cannot contain themselves. And we should see a production model in the amazing year of 2024. 2024. That's it. It's four years out or three years out. Keep your pants on. Just, just, just calm down. It's three years out. You could start freaking getting it getting hyped up for it when it's a when it's less than a year away just calm down so much can happen in four years like stadia could exist and die in that amount of time iphone has added a feature i can't believe they didn't have before so here's actually a neat feature this actually even existed 
long before the times of the virus. All right. I can set my phone. I haven't done on my new phone yet, but on my old phone, if I was within range while wearing my watch on my phone, it would automatically be unlocked. If I stepped away from my phone, it would automatically un- it would automatically lock and you would need my fingerprint to unlock it because it fell out of range with my watch. But say if I hand you my phone and you're just sitting sitting across the table from me, you can use it freely unless I hit a button on my watch. Or unless I step away. The moment I step step away and it falls out of range, the phone then locks up and you need my fingerprint to get back in. I've had this since the dawn of the S10. But Apple only recently decided, you know what we need? We're going to give you the ability to unlock your phone with your Apple Watch so that you can, so you don't have to take off your face mask to unlock your phone. Why did it take you this long? That's been the biggest gripe at, at Apple. And granted, in Apple's defense, they could not have predicted the dawn of the virus, TM. And literally everyone and their mother being forced, whether they wanted to or not, of wearing a mask literally everywhere. And thus, the facial recognition technology of being able to glance at your phone and have it unlock would be rendered useless because two-thirds of your face is always blocked by a mask. I don't fault Apple for that. I fault Apple for two things. One, not putting this in sooner, because this was the most obvious choice they should have made back in freaking April. In April, this should have been done. Heck, this should have been done before that as just an option. But you know what I also fault Apple for not doing? I still, for the life of me, do not understand how Apple, when they went ahead and made a thicker phone with a bigger power button, they did not incorporate the fingerprint reader into that power button like they did on the new iPad Air. I do not understand how Apple didn't put two and two together and go, Hmm, you know, two-thirds of everyone's face is covered at every time because everyone forces everyone to go wear masks everyone and shames them if they don't. Maybe we should put a fingerprint reader on. Nah! I just... I just do not understand you sometimes, Apple. How can someone as brilliant as Apple be so stupid? We're gonna take uh we're gonna take our last break here when we come back. Uh the privacy wars between Apple and Facebook are getting very, very interesting. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing. 
at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. All right, so... For those who need a very quick recap, there is a feud going on currently between Facebook and Apple. And the feud is very, very simple. Apple wants to put in a feature into the iPhone that allows users to choose whether they are spied on or not. Facebook, being Facebook, does not like the the fact that this feature would force Facebook to no longer be Facebook and would then head to instead try to figure out some way to not be Facebook. As it turns out, Facebook likes being Facebook. So the great debate rages on. Should phone manufacturers put in the ability to prevent... Apps like Facebook to just collect your data without your permission, or should they be allowed to put in a feature that lets you, the users, choose whether you are spied upon or not? Well, sides are being done. Harvard University is saying that Apple is in the right here, so... There's that. I imagine a lot of people are going to be siding with Apple on this. One side that isn't, however, is Snap. Snap is siding against Apple, saying that companies, that this sort of thing can drastically change how the world functions. And Facebook cannot put in these kind of features that disallow users from being tracked. That is the great debate, too. Do users have a right to not be spied upon? I would argue the answer is yes! If I'm at my own home, I have the right to to choose whether the drapes on my apartment or in my home or wherever are drawn or not. Why then should I not have the same ability to do so on the internet? But that's how you're paying for the service. By letting them spy upon you and see your precious bits. Well, don't you think you should be more transparent about that then? I know I keep going week and week and week about trying to make sure that everyone knows that Facebook wants to see your naughty bits and that's really weird and you should probably stop letting them see your naughty bits. Unless you're into that sort of thing, then by all means, let Facebook see your naughty bits. And yes, I just want to see how many times I could get away with saying naughty bits without anyone saying, wow, that's lewd. But I digress. 
I think it's more important that a lot of these companies try to figure out a better business model that doesn't involve trying to spy on everything you do. But how else are we supposed to sell advertisements? Find a better way. I'm sure you can find a better way to figure out what I want than trying to go ahead and peeping Tom your way into my digital life. Especially since a lot of you companies doing this sort of thing are really bad at it. How many times I get advertisements? Well, actually, in my case, it's also really awkward just because my hobbies tend to go ahead and look up very odd things, which then cause a lot of these advertising sections to think very oddly of me. Maybe that's how I end up with scammers trying to sell me solar panels for a house I've never heard of. I'm not even kidding. Like, literally yesterday, I ended up with a scam call trying to have me buy solar panels for my house on a street I've never heard of. It's not even like, oh, I have relatives that live on that street. No, literally no one. Never heard of this street. I don't know what they were thinking. It's, it's, it's baffling to say the least. Well, good luck snapping Facebook. At least you'll be able to uh, use other methods to spy on people. You should just try and be more intuitive about it. Like, go the Amazon route. Just install AI-powered cameras into your delivery vehicles so that you can spy on literally everyone, including your drivers, so that you can force them to take a break, even though they don't want to. I hate this idea, by the way. And I say this as someone who is very familiar with the the basic ins and outs. I shouldn't say, like, I'm an expert in logistics. I know how the logistics industry works. All right? And the thought process of having an AI-powered camera built into the vehicle that you're driving... Notice you yawning. Like, let's say I'm at a stoplight. All right. Let's say I'm at a stoplight. And I've done this a lot while while I'm driving. Just get to the stoplight. I know it's a long one. Stretch inside the chair like so. Because I've been in this position for the last freaking hour and a half. I just want to stretch my muscles. If the AI then sees that and is like, driver must take break driver is overworked mandatory 15 minute break going that's what they're trying to push here that would drive me knocking futs but then of course i'm gonna get the blame because the stuff's not gonna get there on time because every time i'm just trying to stretch my arms while at a stoplight i'm gonna have the freaking car think oh you must take break. It is required. 
resistance is futile. And then I'm going to get the flack. Because I dared to try and stretch. I hate it. I really do. I see nothing but bad things about this. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I hate it. But fortunately, Google somehow is at the rescue here. In a world where everyone is trying to micromanage your life automatically using AI, Android could be getting the same anti-tracking features that iOS is getting. I like the sound of this. How do I get on board? I am all in for this sort of thing. Although, granted, it's Google, so I got a feeling they're going to, you know, let have some form of a backdoor in there, right? It can't be all good, right? Maybe it will be. Maybe we'll get lucky. But I kind of doubt it. However, and also in the world of Google, on your Pixel phones, you will be able to measure your heart rate by ruining your camera lens forever by pressing your finger or thumb or whatever up against the actual camera lens on your phone, which is a great idea until you just realize the thing I just said. Yeah. It's all fun and games until your lens get, gets smudged forever. I mean, it's a good try. It's a good way to do it without a, uh, a sensor at all. I also just realized on uh, on my S10, there was a rear-mounted uh, sensor system like that. On the S21 Ultra, it's not there. This huge, underlined, huge camera sensor array, there is no heart monitoring sensor at all, like there was on the S10. Despite the fact that this camera bump, although looks much better now that I've got a huge otter box on it, but this huge freaking camera bump on it, there's nothing there. Also, holy cow, this thing has... That's that's actually one other thing I noticed. Remember when the iPhone 11 came out and everyone started saying that the, uh, the iPhone 11 Pro uh, triggered their trypophobia or whatever the heck it actually is? The, the, f- the fear of, like, holes. Remember that? This phone has five freaking holes on it. Four freaking cameras, and then one's like a laser focus thing. No one's talking about it. And I figured out why. It's because it's in a pattern. I think that particular phobia, and granted, not an expert, 
But I think that particular phobia, the trypophobia, is all based on the holes being in a very strange, unorganized pattern. Like if it was just like randomly scattered throughout there in very close proximity to each other. I think that's what triggers that particular phobia. Only a theory, though. I don't know for certain, but I have noticed. You would have thought that, hey, look, we have a... I mean, there's freaking six on here. If you include the little bit for the for the uh, for the flash, which, by the way, it looks minuscule compared to all the other holes on the back of this phone. Also, this thing just feels enormous. Like I'm holding a. I feel like it. It feels like a. It feels like I'm actually holding a brick. Like just. Anyway. Enough of being distracted. Let's instead talk about how Call of Duty decided that, you know what? Maybe, just maybe, we should do something about cheating. As apparent Call of Duty Warzone star Seisman Vixter quits due to no cheating being done or cheating being done, but then the game not doing anything about it. What a concept. It's kind of funny, you know, I know I've been saying that a lot recently, but it's, it's interesting. The fact that every single game manufacturer out there wants to make the next esports title. They want to get a piece of that eSports action. You know what's a problem that sports has to deal with constantly? Cheaters. You know what cheaters do? Besides cheat? Well, they... they, Normally in other sports, they take steroids. You can't really take steroids for video games. You can, however, use tools to cheat. And for whatever reason, these games just don't do a whole lot to stop it. What's even better about Call of Duty War Zones, it has apparently had an anti-cheating tool built in and only recently decided to activate it after Seisman Vixar quit. <sighs> Good job. Good job. Maybe, just maybe, if you want yourselves to be taken seriously, maybe you should take your own game seriously. How about that? And while we're at it, you know, actually, why don't we give more bad advice? Yeah, actually, you know what, Call of Duty? Uh, You're too popular. So what I'd recommend to help with that problem is uh, don't do anything about cheating. And uh, currently you make one game every year. I would recommend making another Call of Duty game every quarter. All right? Just keep cranking them out because more game is more better, right? Come on. I, I want to see one Call of Duty every season. Spring, summer, fall, winter. Crank, just crank them out, buddy. Just, just, just crank them out. J- j- that's what you should do right there. Just do that, and hopefully I will never have to talk about... Call of Duty ever again. You think they bought that advice? Probably not. 
in in uh, very troubling words, EA is supposedly very confident about BioWare's future. I have nothing more to add to this other than, well, we're hearing some remasters of of uh, Mass Effect coming out. I personally have never played the Mass Effect games. However, uh, when I when EA says they are very confident about your company's future. Here's what that company should be thinking. <laughs> I'm in danger. We're, we're, we're looking out for you, Bioware. There's nothing we can do about it, but we're looking out for you. Hopefully you don't go the way of Westwood. Meanwhile, a company we actually are starting to lose faith in, uh... Project Red CD is urging users of Cyberpunk 2077 to not use mods because apparently there is an exploit involving mods that can allow mod makers to just take control of your entire computer. A hotfix has been out as of Friday that fixes this, so make sure you have it patched. But the fact that this has to be published, the fact that that uh, Project Red CD had to go ahead and say, please stop using mods, really just shows how much um, Red CD Project is just kind of suffering in regards to all this. They just cannot catch a break. They need to go in a positive direction, and it's just not happening. In completely unrelated news, Xiaomi has decided that putting out another concept phone is going to be really cool. And this time around, they just had the display curve over all sides of the phone. Now, this is great and all, but I just want to know. Uh, I just want to know, uh, Xiaomi. When is the entire phone, front to back and on the sides, just going to be one big rounded slab of OLED. I think that would be super cool. Super impractical, mind you, but that would be really cool. Just the whole phone just being one slab of screen. Then just sell it to freaking sci-fi studios. I like the look, but again, it's going to be one of those that the instant you actually start physically using it, the concept just turns out to be absolutely unusable this brings us to the last verb the last story of the day the weirdest story of the week i give you this headline from euro news scientists have taught spinach to send emails and it could warn us about climate change great debate when it comes to climate change and one side thinks that the other side is absolutely insane and might be smoking something this is why had stories like this are you kidding 
kidding me? I I just think maybe, just maybe, the scientist's time could have been better spent than teaching spinach how to send emails. I I just. I, 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 I have no words. I, I, I have absolutely no words. All right, all right, all right. All right. Let's, let's gather our brain after it just became popcorn and go over the article from Euro News. It may sound like something out of a futuristic science fiction film, but scientists have managed to engineer spinach plants, which are capable of sending emails. Through nanotechnology, engineers at MIT in the U.S. have transformed spinach into sensors capable of detecting explosive materials. These plants are then able to wirelessly relay this information back to scientists when the spinach roots detect the presence of Nitromatics in the groundwater, a compound often found in explosives like landmines. The carbon nanotubes with tubes within the plant emits a signal. This signal is then read by an infrared camera, sending sending an email to alert scientists. All right. So don't be alarmed. It's the camera sending the email. We have not successfully created sentient plants that can now send spam emails. No, your local spinach farm is not going to be the next cause for the Nigerian prince scam email ring. We, in fact, are not one step closer to the to the Saturday morning cartoon attack of the killer tomatoes to actually be real that being said what the actual heck uh i just you know what? I, I think we all need a moment. Let's just take a breath and say, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. And please, I do encourage you, check out my daily podcast, The Early Burb Briefing, which can be heard every single morning starting at 4 a.m. wherever you found this podcast, iHeartRadio, iTunes, wherever it may be. It's it's up at, at 4 a.m., but you can listen to it whenever you want. That's the beauty of a podcast. Make it part of your daily routine if you just want a morning dose of stuff like this. And check out my Twitch page, twitch.tv slash eaglefalcon. Take care, and hopefully you have a great day that is not full of email-sending spinach.
right. So, but here's what I want to ask. We figured out how to get the spinach to send emails. Can the spinach receive emails? How else am I going to let the spinach know that there are hot spinach singles in their area? And how long until Facebook starts tracking the personal data of that spinach so that they can spend, send them more accurate email regarding hot spinach singles in their area? I'm telling you, man, the spinach needs some action. And now that they are part of the internet, they are now subjected to all the wonderfulness of the internet, which mostly includes rule 34, that there will, in fact, no matter how hard you try, be porn of it. And that Facebook will still spy on you, whether you like it or not. Maybe spinach needs iPhones.